Welcome to Ghostly. Is Casa Loma haunted? Ghostly is a podcast that comes out every other week except for this month because we are weekly still. It's Ghostly Tober. <laughs> I don't I don't know if that actually works. Ghostober. <laughs> Ghostober. Yeah. Go. Ghostoberly. Mm, there you go. I like it. In each episode, we take a ghost story or paranormal event and look into its complete history. Rebecca then gives us evidence proving that the story is real. And my job is to debate those pieces of evidence and get you, the listener, prepared to vote on if it's real or not. If you haven't yet, please hit that subscribe button. And as always, we're your host. I'm Pat. And I'm Rebecca. What's been going on, Rebecca? Well, we just had an amazing time yesterday. Yes. At Wizard World. Wizard World. So we record these episodes on Sundays, typically. So mm-hmm. just so, you know, for those for those keeping track. <laughs> um, yeah. And we did. We, you know, we went in there not necessarily expecting that many people. And when we opened, um, there was, you know, about 30, 40 people waiting. And then more people showed up mm-hmm. in the 10 minutes prior. And even after it started, more people kept coming in. I mean, I would say there was at least a million people there. <laughs> at least. <laughs> no, but there was a good there was a good hundred people. Yeah. Which and, for us is really exciting. Yeah, we had a lot of fun and it's been a dream that we've had since we started Ghostly. Absolutely. So yeah, we gotta talk about uh um Chicago Urban Legends. Yeah. And we did not record it though, because that is not something that people usually do. But there might be some video out there. Someone was taking video yeah so we'll see what we can get um but if you miss this and you are interested in seeing us we will be doing this again yeah at c2e2 december 12th yeah now that's a that's a noon one it's 12 12 30 12 30 on saturday yeah very excited yeah Yeah, i'm super super stoked for it uh, so we do have some shout outs. There are two ways to get a shout out on Ghostly. The first way is to give us a review on Apple Podcast. Of course, we always prefer those five-star reviews, as every podcast does. Um, but we will read any and all reviews that we receive. The second way is to either buy us a coffee on buymeacoffee.com slash ghostlypodcast or just going right to ghostlypodcast.com and hitting the buy us a coffee button in the menu bar. Uh, you could even become a member. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So we had two uh, people buy us coffees this week. We're so excited. That is so awesome. (laughs) Thank you so much to Jason Streets. Uh, He says, glad I discovered Ghostly recently at the Roth House. Keep up the great work. Plus one fan, albeit a full-on skeptic. Oh, well, we definitely need more of them. (laughs) And I always try to recruit the skeptics. There you go. And then Linda also bought us a coffee. And she says, can't believe I found this. Keep it up. Hashtag team believer. Oh, so we're 50 50 on that. 50 50. Yeah. All right. Well, we do have. Oh, by the way, thank you guys for buying us coffee. Thank you, Jason. Thank you, Linda. Absolutely. We really appreciate it. Thank you. Um, Ghostly is not cheap and it helps. Every, every dollar bit helps. helps. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I have a review to read for us. And it is from Rebel Rebel 67. Ooh, I like it. Sure, that wasn't you. No. Sounds like something you'd be Rebel Rebel Rebecca. <laughs> no. Rebecca Rebel. Rebecca Rebel. I like that. I'll <laughs> have to think about that. All right. So this is a five-star review, and it is, How Have I Lived Without You? Wow. Listening to this podcast is like having a conversation with my friends. My most favorite thing about a certain paranormal show I watch, 
which shall remain nameless, is the debunking. Mm. Uh, I think we all know who she's referring to uh-huh. in that. Um, because when it's not debunked, totally bunked, it's so much more awesome and scary then. I, I totally agree with that. You know, mm-hmm. if you debunk 90% of them, that 10% become extra scary then, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. Uh, I am 100% hashtag team believer, but cannot help but sometimes root for the hashtag team skeptic. History, ghost, paranormal, what else does a girl need? I mean, I can't think of anything. Yeah. I don't know what the girls need, but that seems... That's it. History, ghost, and paranormal. Maybe, maybe a little true crime, too. Uh, maybe a little true crime. And tacos. I mean, that's just a ge- That's not just for <laughs> girls. That's for everybody. Yeah, but girls often talk about the wanting tacos. Yes. All right. So do we... Oh, thank you so much, Rebel Rebel 67. Yeah. We really appreciate it, and I'm glad you're a rebel and still listen to us. <laughs> there you go. Maybe she's like a Star Wars rebel. That's what I... That's... My nerdy brain always goes to that. <laughs> so um, do we have any listener mail? We do have listener mail. All right. And uh, this is one we we received. And uh, as she says in here, she's like, you might need to split this up. And so we are going to do that. Okay. <laughs> so this is from Anna Lee uh, from Georgia. And uh, here we go. Uh, Pat and Rebecca, I'm not even sure how I stumbled upon y'all's podcast. I, I'm she does spell out y'all, so I'm not trying to be Southern. Uh, but I have been on a binge. Wait, maybe that's paranormal. What? Did maybe, I'm channeling Southern? No, maybe paranormally she was drawn to the podcast oh. and she doesn't remember how. Okay. I don't know how we're doing it, but let's do it. Ghosts, maybe you're helping us channel. Yeah. <laughs> while cleaning the house, while out shopping, in the car, on the way to work, and at work, you guys have been in my ear fe- feeding my spooky soul. It's even more appropriate now during spooky season. I'm currently on episode 48 Bloody Mary and decided at <laughs> that at 2.46 a.m., that's pretty close to the witching hour, uh, this bone-tired server wanted to tell y'all her story. It's going to be a bit long, so feel free to break it up if need be. And as I said, we will. All right. So these happenings occurred when I was younger in my preteens. My mom recently had a divorce and we moved out to an apartment complex not too far from our old house. There was never anything from my recollection that was scary about the apartment. It was older, but nice. Once we moved in and we made, and made the place our home, it was comfy and cozy. I was never scared to be home alone. However... There were strange moments. I would catch movement from the corner of my eye, but nothing being there when I turned towards it. I chalked this up to being used to having my cat, who was still living with my stepdad at the time, walking around the house and disappearing silently around corners. So I shrugged it off as nothing too serious. That That is kind of true, right? When you have pets, like you kind of yeah. see things out of the corner of your eye always, or like you're used to them doing that. So you just kind of like, oh, yeah, it's just them doing that. Yeah, right? sure. Yeah. I also remember while I was trying to sleep, it would feel like my bed would shake, not violently, but small, constant vibrations of the mattress. Ooh, that sounds like it would help you sleep. <laughs> I don't know, except if you don't know what's doing mm-hmm. it. Uh, I rock myself to sleep sometimes ah. and rock unconsciously in general and still do to this day. So I just thought it was a byproduct of that. Thought nothing of it. There were moments when I didn't like my closet. My bed faced my walk-in closet, so if I was laying in my bed, my feet pointed towards the door. When the lights were on, it was just a deep closet with a lot of stuff in it. I would even set up blankets and make it like a little reading nook sometimes. 
But of course, once the lights were off and it looked like a deep cavern, I wasn't for it and would close Mm. the door, especially at night. Common kid fears. Thought nothing of it. One day, I was going about my business and my mom made a comment that I had some blue marks on the base of my neck. Of course, I'm like, what are you talking about? I reached my hand up to my neck, rubbed and pulled my hand away to see blue streaks on my fingers. My mind registered it, but we both kind of shrugged it off and I got a cloth and cleaned my neck. But this kept happening. Not sure the amount of days, but it got to the point where we were stripping my bed, cleaning off my headboard, anything to make sense of why I was having these blue marks appear. They would always be at the base of my neck, hugging my hairline, and they could, could be washed off. To give you an image, it was like how doctors mark areas before a surgery. Just the left and right corner of my hairline. My mom thought I was sleepwalking and marking myself Mm. up, but I never had a history of sleepwalking. But in true us fashion, we ended up ignoring it and the mark stopped appearing. Ooh. Ooh, wow. All right. So that's, we're going to stop there. Okay. Because we're going to, well, I want to leave us in suspense for part two next week. Okay. Okay, because we get, trust me, the story keeps getting a little crazier. So who is this from? This is from Anna Lee. Anna Lee. From Georgia. Thank you so much, Anna Lee from yeah, Georgia. We, we appreciate it. We always appreciate it. How, how does someone give you listener mail? Oh, this is the best part. Please, please, please send us your story. I love reading them. Uh, we love reading them and we yes. love sharing them with listeners. Um, so send us an email at info at ghostlypodcast.com or just use the contact us form at ghostlypodcast.com. You can also send us actual mail um, at P.O. Box number 264, Geneva, Illinois, 60134. We always love the, you know, the real mail, the snail mail. Yeah. Yeah. And we just saw in society somebody sent us uh, some snail yeah, mail. Yeah, I think so. we got a, a couple things coming. So I'm looking forward to that. Super excited. Especially during the spooky season. Yes. I mean, what a better way to celebrate. Absolutely. You know? Uh, so I'm just going to assume that I, I won the poll, so we don't even need to do that. Uh, no assuming, especially because we got a lot of poll, polling going on right now. We got we to yeah. talk about it. All right. Well, we will update them on the previous polls at the end of the podcast. Okay. Okay. But right now we're going to talk about last week's episode. If we must. We do. We do. We're talking about Edinburgh Castle. Yes. Yes. Uh, and it looks like at this point, again, remember, you can still go and get your vote in on this. We're not closing the polls until the end of the month. Yes, right? and I encourage people to do that. Okay. Because I need some help, I Okay, because I think right now we're at yes, 80%. Oh, <laughs> no is 20%. I haven't lost by that much of a margin in a long time. Yeah, th- that's a that's a landslide. We yeah. haven't seen that for a while. But now, what's our what's our rating, though? Oh, so the rating on on Edinburgh was 5.29. So haunted, but yet not totally super haunted. Yeah, I don't think we're ever going to get to like the sevens, eights, nines for the overall rating because it's two groups of people, Mm. skeptics and it's believers, you know. Though sometimes, you know, we get a little cross, people cross lines. It's not, you know, hey, we, none of us, we all know. Right, you just we take each story as it comes. Uh, I don't think you've ever crossed the line, and I've never crossed. Uh, the line. I certainly have. You, on the other <laughs> hand, have not. Mm. <laughs> well, I think there was one time I can't remember which one, but there might have been one. Oh yeah, one time I gave like a four or something. Something, right? yeah, yeah. That was um, 
um, the episode where uh, they die and then come back. Yes, the uh, yeah, 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 the like uh, where you're in limbo yeah. land. Yes, that one near death, near death experiences. That's what it was. Yes, yep. all right, all right. So we continue with our haunted castle weekly episodes. I love looking at all the history of these places and find out stories that I had no idea about. Um, and I have been to all of these locations so far. The last one I have not been to, um, but I've been <laughs> to all of them um, so far, and I had no idea. Uh, Casa Loma is a mystery to me. I mean, I also went to this castle, but reading some of these stories just amazes me. I did not find it to be especially creepy, just really cool. I mean, it was a really cool place to go. And it's not your typical castle, as it's very light in color and looks pretty modern from the outside. Uh, it has a little bit of a castle feel to it in the middle of the castle, but it doesn't look like your typical castle. It looks like a modern-day castle. It's amazing inside. Uh, it is totally breathtaking. Um, some of the tightest spiral staircases that I have ever climbed in my life. Um, but definitely worth the visit. And it's only like 10 hours from Chicago. <laughs> only. I mean, that's not bad, though. That actually isn't that bad. Yeah. I, so I used to go up to Toronto at least twice a year, uh, mostly because the U.S. dollar was worth more than the Canadian dollar. Mm. And it was a nice getaway because um, you can stay in like a five-star hotel for like 30 U.S. dollars then. Okay. Um, because it was like, you know, it was like fifty dollars then. So I'm mm. I don't know if you still can. This is many moons <laughs> ago. Um, but I used to love to go there. I used to actually say um that I ran out of maple syrup, so I had to go there. Ah, there you go. Yeah. So that was my excuse all the time. Although we have plenty of maple syrup in the States, but we do. Um, but I was like, Nope, I need Canadian maple syrup. <laughs> so that was my thing. So let's hear the ghost story, Rebecca. All right. Yeah, I have not been to this castle, um, but I loved reading about it, and uh, I'm super excited to talk about it. Okay. All right, so here is our ghost story. It's time for a spooky tale from Rebecca. I have never thought myself to be a super paranormal person. But I have had some experiences and felt like I could sense, well, I don't know, something out there. But recently, I had an experience that makes me think maybe my abilities are growing or maybe this place was just super haunted. My friend and I went on a ghost tour of Casa Loma in Toronto. It's such a beautiful place and neither of us had ever gone. And we thought, what better way to see it than with a ghost tour? We had a fun time in the house walking around and hearing all the stories of Sir Henry and all the things that have been seen in the house. They even gave us some paranormal equipment to use. But not much happened during this part, I have to say. Our guide did tell us about several mediums who say that the ghosts of Sir Henry and Lady Mary do visit the house, but they come and go freely. There's no guarantee of seeing something. But then we were allowed to walk around on our own. My friend and I decided we wanted to explore the tunnel that leads from the basement to the stables. It was easily the creepiest part of the whole castle. Dark air. I mean, it didn't necessarily feel dangerous, 
but it did feel like the air was heavy. As we were walking, I heard horse hooves. I whipped around, half expecting to see a horse, but there was nothing there. And I realized, wait, that doesn't make sense. I looked at my friend and she was just looking at me questioningly. She asked, what are you doing? I asked her, didn't you just hear the sound of horse hooves? And she said, no, I didn't hear anything. I shook my head and we kept going. I thought I must have just heard something that my brain made sound like horses since we were heading to the stables. But a few minutes later, I heard it again, louder this time. And then there was the sound of a horse whinny. <laughs> I, I don't know how else to describe it. This time, when I looked at my friend, she was the one who was stopped and looking around. She said, I heard a horse neigh. At this point, we decided it was time to head back to the safety of the tour and hightailed it out of there. We made it back to the main lobby and told our tour guide what happened. She was not surprised. She said, we were far from the first people to experience something in that tunnel. Others have heard voices of soldiers there because they were ha- they were housed there at one point. I don't know what happened. I just know what I heard. Part of me wants to be more cautious now going to haunted places, but another part of me feels like maybe I'm just getting started. Wow. So is that based on any uh, real stories? There? It is based on some real stories. I mean, not exactly, but... Mm-hmm. Um, the the hearing the horses uh, in the tunnel is a very common report. There's a lot of people sure. that have shared their stories, and that that is probably the the most common one. Because I I mean I'm going to be honest with you, I have no idea what you're bringing for the debate this time. <laughs> okay, you're coming in coming every in once in a while. Cold. You know, you give me some kind of heads up as to what you're going to be talking about, but this time I had no heads up, and I just. I was, I'm happy to just take it from there. Okay. So I finished my script before you, before you, you <laughs> could have looked at them. I, but I, I chose not to. That okay. was my choice. Okay. It was, yeah. So I don't want you to think people thinking like I was keeping it from you. Because I, I want to go into this and potentially believe. Okay. All right. So I'm that, excited. That is my thing. Okay. All right. So why don't we go ahead and take a break and then we will. Get right to the history. Sounds good. All right. Pat, what do creepy stories, funny ghost memes, and inside ghostly information have in common? Um, my life. <laughs> well, yes, but <laughs> no, it's also Ghostly Society on Facebook. Oh, yeah. I mean, that too, of course. I'm... But aren't all ghostly listeners in ghostly society? Not yet. What? I mean, that means that they're missing out on all my jokes. Yeah, they are. And missing out on chatting and sharing with other listeners and us, of course. We love talking to our listeners. If you haven't yet, you should consider joining our private group on Facebook called Ghostly Society. Let's hope now they will. Unless they're a woman in white.
All right, we are back. Rebecca, are you ready for the history? I am so excited to learn more about this place. So Casa Loma is located in in Toronto. Uh, It's a beautiful castle, and you could actually take public transportation right up to almost the front door. Uh, There is a bus stop like right there. Okay. Yeah, uh, it's kind of crazy to see this location as it's just like part of Toronto. You know, it's it like... I you 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 expect this to be somewhere in like a countryside or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I know. When I imagine it, I that's what I think of. Like no. I haven't been there so. No, I mean there was like a store kitty corner to it and stuff. Wow. It was like, yeah, it's it's not what you expect at all. Um it's it's like not in the busiest section of of Toronto, but it's not far away at all. Okay. Uh it's a hop skip and a jump away, I guess. <laughs> uh Casa Loma is, of course, Spanish, right? Mm-hmm. And it is translated to Hill House or House on the Hill. Yeah. And it kind of has that feel. It kind of is on a little bit of a hillish type thing. You're definitely looking down on everything. I don't know if that's just because of how tall the castle is or mm-hmm. or whatnot. Um, and uh, Major General Sir Henry Mill Pellet. Okay. Uh, he was the first owner of Casa Loma. He was born on January 6th, 1859, in what is now called Ontario. Okay. Uh, back when he was born, though, it was called Kingston, Canada West. I have not heard of that. Okay. I I hadn't until doing research <laughs> for this. Um, he was the son of a, a Toronto uh, stockbroker and a grandson of a famous glassmaker named Apsley Pallet. Okay. That's a name, Apsley. It you know? is, yeah. Um. Pellet was educated at Upper Canada College before leaving in 1876 to join his father's stock brokerage company. Um, Pellet enlisted as a rifleman with the Queen's Own Rifles of Canada on November 2nd, 1876. He rose through the ranks and eventually became the commanding officer. In 1905, he was created a Knight Bachelor by King Edward VII, for his service with the Queen's Own Rifles of, of Canada. Okay. I mean, that's it uh, gets fancy. Yeah. And eventually, when he retired, they made him a major general. Okay. It's like, yeah, finally, when I retire, you're yeah. going to do that. But <laughs> I think that helps with your pension, though. Ah, so. probably. Uh, so I definitely think that was a good thing. Uh, in, in 1910, Pellet took the entire 600-man regiment including its horses, mind you, oh, okay. to England for military training at his expense. Wow. Not not Canada's expense, his own expense. He paid his own for expense. the men and the horses to go. Yep. It was to mark the regiment's 50th anniversary. Uh, the military exercise lasted from August 13th until October 3rd. So almost two full months. Yeah. There. So I guess if you're going to do all that, you stay for a little bit. I mean, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, much of Pellet's uh, fortune was made through investments in the railway and the hydroelectric I- industries in uh, Canada, uh, including the Toronto Electric Company. He also made significant investments in the uh, Cobalt Lake Mining Company during the Cobalt Silver Rush of 1903. I mean, of course. So that's, you know, how he made his money. Mm-hmm. In 1903, financer... Henry Pallet purchased 25 lots from developers Kirtland and Roth. 
Um, Pellet commissioned architect E.J. Lennox to design Casa Loma, with construction beginning in 1911. Starting with the massive stables, um, the potting shed, and the hunting lodge, a.k.a. the coach house. A few hundred feet north of the main building, the hunting lodge is a two-story, 4,380-square-foot house with servants' corners. So um, I found that that was interesting, that the hunting lodge actually had servants' corners as well. Yeah, I mean, that's really crazy to think that. I mean, that's not even the main house. No, not at all. (laughs) As soon as the stable complex was completed... Pellet sold his summer house in Scarborough to his son and moved to the hunting lodge. Okay. So the house cost about $3.5 million to um, be made. I think that was Canadian money, and um, that was money in 1911. So I couldn't even, I, I can't do the translation. I, how yeah, much it's a it lot. Worth. And it took 299 workers three years to build the house. Uh, due to the start of World War I, construction was halted. At 98 rooms covering 64,700 square feet, oh my it was the largest private residence in Canada. I mean, or the world? I mean, seriously. No, not the world for sure. Uh, but, yeah, I know. Yeah, but, but that's in Canada, crazy. Notable amenities included an elevator, which was uncommon in those days. I would think so. And in Canada, uh, an oven large enough to cook an ox. Okay. Because, you know, you have a lot of oxes you have to cook. I guess. Um, Two vertical passages for pipe organs. Fancy. A central vacuum. Uh, Okay. Have you ever seen those that are connected through the house? No. And then you just take a hose with attachments into each room and you just connect it to the port in the wall. Oh, my God. That sounds amazing. Oh, yeah. they, They still put them in houses today. I've never seen that. I love it. Yeah, I don't think it's as common anymore, but it was common back in those days. And you know who else has it? A lot of barbershops and oh, stuff. Oh, I could see that. Although mine doesn't. Yeah, so I really, I, I think they might be making sweaters out of human hair. Um. I, I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> um, there was also two secret passages in Pellet's ground floor office. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, it, it it had a pool. I, Oh, go I was ahead. just saying, I always like secret passages. I, I do too, yeah. yeah. And I actually went through at least one of them while I was there. Cool. A pool and three bowling alleys in the basement, because you know, two isn't enough. You need <laughs> you need the third one. Uh, the last two were never actually completed. Okay, he was a little too, uh, you know, eyes were too big for his stomach for the bowling. I don't know. I'm not going there right with the metaphor, but <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the fingers were too big for the bowling ball holes. Nice, there it is. Yeah, there I don't know. Something. Um, most of the third floor was left un- unfinished, though. And today it serves as the regimental museum for the Queen's Own Rifles of Canada. Okay. So during the Depression that followed the war, the city of Toronto increased Casa Loma's property taxes from $600 per year to $1,000 a month. Oh, wow. That's a pretty big increase. Absolutely. And um, Pellet, uh, he was already having some kind of financial problems at this time. So he decided to auction off um, some art and furnishings. And um, the art was $1.5 million worth. Wow. And the furnishings were $250,000 worth. 
Crazy. Um, Pellet was able to enjoy life in the castle for less than 10 years. Oh, man. Leaving in 1923 because he was essentially bankrupt at wow. that time. I mean, yeah, he was really having issues, right? Um, as far as like uh, his investments and stuff, too. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, because it was like they took the electric stuff. I mean. And made it made it uh, more like national instead of private. Yeah, but he was also a spender, so he, he didn't have much in savings. He was counting on gotcha. money coming in. And when I say that he was bankrupt, when somebody that's that rich is bankrupt, they still have enough money to live comfortably the rest of their lives, usually. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Unless you're like MC Hammer, uh, which was extremely, really bankrupt. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so in the late 1920s, investors op- operated Casa Loma for a short time as a luxury hotel. Oh. Um, during the Prohibition, it became a popular night spot for wealthy Americans because they could drink there. Ah, that makes sense. Yeah. And the, uh, the Orange Blossoms, later known as Glenn Gray and the Casa Loma Orchestra, played there for eight months in 1927 through 1928. Shortly thereafter, they went on a tour of North America and became a major swing-era dance band. Well, all right then. The city, Yeah, right? The city seized Casa Loma in 1924 for unpaid taxes, Okay, and that's why they had to leave. And four years, the building was left vacant. Mm. Um, in the 1930s, uh, CFRB broadcaster Claire Wallace spent a night at Casa Loma to gather material for a story about ghosts and supernatural phenomena. Mm-hmm. And she later broadcast an appeal to save the old building for demolition. Her broadcast was heard by the vice president of the local Kiwanis Club, and subsequently uh, Casa Loma was leased in 1937 by the Kiwanis Club of West Toronto. Later, the Kiwanis Club of Casa Loma, the KCCL, okay, which is what the cool kids call them, mm-hmm. uh, which began operating the castle under a sole source contract as a tourist destination. That's super. That's super interesting. That the Kiwanis is the one that's. I mean, the guy wouldn't have thought that, but that's cool. Yeah, they they still do some stuff with them as nice. well. Uh, so you were saying that was interesting. Mm. Well, just wait. This is where things get even more interesting. Okay. Uh, During World War II, they used the stables to conceal that they were working on some newer research. They were looking into sonars. Oh. Yeah. So they also used it to construct the first sonar equipment made. Mm. Uh, Yeah. The area was closed behind a... Under repairs sign. Aha. Uh, the suggestion that the stable were under renovation allowed workers of the secret facility to come and go without suspicion. Casa Loma is often claimed to be the location of Station M that manufactured covert devices for agents, claiming um, that the book Inside Camp X provides this information. But in 2015, however, author Lynn Philip Hodgson rejected this in an interview with the Toronto Star. He said, nobody knows where Station M was. You won't read where it was in any book. Mm, okay. Says the person that knew where Station M exactly. was. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so, I, you know, I, 
I don't know. I, something was there. Yeah, and it seems pretty logical because the city was kind of paying money for this place at that time. Exactly. So, I don't know. Um, from 1997 until 2012, the castle underwent a 15-year, $33 million exterior restoration, largely funded by the city. Mm. So, you know, they obviously were paying for something. Um which also created a new board of trustees in 2008, including seven of the Kiwanis members and seven city appointees. In January 2014, the city entered a new long-term lease and operating agreement with Liberty Entertainment Group, led by President and CEO Nick DiDanto, which agreed to spend $7.4 million to continue the castle's upgrades. The company's plans also included a fine dining facility in there. Mm. Uh, the restaurant, Blue Blood Steakhouse, opened in the summer of 2017. Sounds fancy. It does, yeah. Casaloma has also been used in some films, including the original X-Men. Nice. Yeah. Um, Strange Brew. Have you ever seen that? No. Uh, Chicago. I've seen that one. Yeah, it was in there. Mm. Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Saw that one. Never saw that one. Um, Warehouse 13. I saw a few episodes. Crimson Peak. No. Descendants. Yes. Twitches. No. Twitches 2. No. The Pacifier. No. And Titans, where it stands in for Wayne Manor. I have not seen that. I have not seen it either. I want to see it now. (laughs) Uh, It is also the filming location of... The 2016 TV film, The Rocky Horror Picture Show, Let's Do the Time Warp Again, where scenes at Dr. Frankenfurter's castle and the movie theater where the audience participated were filmed. Well, now we need to see that. Yeah, definitely. I didn't even know that there was that. I didn't either. Yeah, we we so, both like Rocky Horror Picture Show. Of so course. Who doesn't maybe. like Rocky Horror Picture Show? Well, my mother. Your mother does not like Rocky Horror Picture <laughs> Show. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, she said that she saw the thing with bloody lips and she was she, out. She didn't want anything to do with it. Nothing to do with it. <laughs> yeah, if she saw the rest of it, she still would want nothing, I, I, nothing to, do with to do with it. Nothing to do with it. Yeah. All right. Do you have anything to add to the history? No, that was amazing. Yeah. What a crazy story. This poor guy puts all of his money into this place, lives there for less than 10 years. Yep. And he's out. But yep. I'm so glad that people have come in and. Taking it over and redone it and kept it going um, so that uh, that we can enjoy it. Um, that's really amazing. Yeah, I I thought it was a beautiful place, and you know, I don't get many opportunities to talk about it because nobody knows what the heck I'm talking about. <laughs> well, a lot of people online seem to have been there, so I'm I'm hopeful. Uh, and I hope you know I actually have never been to Canada. It's a shame of mine. I mean, I, we're so close. Um, and I even I mean, one whole side of my family came. Uh, we're French Canadian. Uh, I mean, my dad would go visit relatives there, and I just I don't know. I've never gone, but uh, someday you would you would love it there. It's I'm like. Sure. It's like being in a clean version of a, of a city in the United States, a very big city. That is what I've heard. Yeah, Toronto, very similar to Chicago. It is, it is but clean, but you clean. know, very, very yeah. clean. And um, 
it it so much makes you feel that way. And there's a second city there. There's a medieval mm-hmm. times there. Yeah. Um, but it so much makes you feel that it's Chicago that when something happens that's different than Chicago, you're like, whoa, what the heck was that? You know. <laughs> well, I know it stands in for Chicago in movies a lot. So. Mm, I could see it. It's it's also a lot more colorful as far as the buildings go. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, it's very cool. All right, so let's take another break and then. I guess we should do this debate thing. Let's get into the debate. All right. Hey, guys. What I've learned over the last couple years is the key to a really good podcast is two things. Getting plenty of Apple podcast reviews and lots of caffeine. You can help us with both of those. Head over to Apple Podcast, write us a review, and if you feel up to it, you could even buy us a cup of coffee. You can go to buymeacoffee.com slash ghostlypodcast, or just go to ghostlypodcast.com and click on the Buy Us Coffee. You can sign up for a membership or a one-time donation to us. It would really be appreciated. Rebecca, let's do this debate. Let's get it done. All right. <laughs> no, let's get to it. I This is exciting. Okay. Um, so, all right, here we go. First piece of evidence. According to Toronto.com, one of the most common sightings is of a lady in white. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, now, she typically has appeared on the second floor, but recently has also been seen in the basement. Uh, they interviewed Michelle Desrochers. I hope I'm saying that correctly. Um, she's a paranormal investigator on Canada's Most Haunted. I feel like we probably should have watched that show, but I have not seen the show. <laughs> so, I don't know. Uh, uh, anyways, this is that uh, like America's Got Talent? Um, maybe do a bunch of ghosts go on stage and then they right, have to like try to yeah scare and yeah okay that'd I, be interesting. It would interesting, be yeah. yeah. Um, so, okay, the white lady is uh, someone we believe to be a maid who worked here in the early 1900s, um, around the time when about 60,000 people in Toronto died of the flu. So this would be, um, I'm guessing, the Spanish flu or right before that. Um, she's been uh, seen in a lot of places by guests or by cleaning or cafeteria staff as they've been cleaning up at the end of the day. Um now, I will also say, though, some people say that the lady in white is um, Lady Mary. Yeah. So whatever. It's a lady in white. She haunts the place. So here's the thing about this place. There's only been people living in the place. F- so the place is 110 years old yes. at this point. There's only been people living in this place for nine years total. Mm-hmm. So nobody's died in this place no 
I have not seen any reports of this. I haven't even seen any reports of any animals dying in this place. <laughs> um, you know, it's like who's so somebody from nearby Toronto decided they were going to haunt this place. I mean, if you're going to haunt some place, <laughs> if you're thinking about where you're going to spend your ghostly afterlife, ding, 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 uh, you know, you're gonna you're gonna go to the the castle nearby. Okay, so for me, no, no, I'm not buying this. <laughs> Is that it? Do you have any pictures or anything? No, no pictures. Mm-mm. Any video? Nope. Any audio? No. All right. So, so what you're you're saying a, a zero? I'm a zero. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, this one's a five for me. Five. That yeah, is very low. It's for pretty you. low for me. Um, because yeah, I really I couldn't find too much evidence, uh, hard evidence for this one. Okay. Um, all right. Another story um, that Disrochers uh, told is of Lady Mary, um, but we're gonna go a little different direction with this, okay. right? So. Um, she's been hard to capture with paranormal equipment. So we're going to go. Here's our different direction. At one point, they did a paranormal investigation and the team tried to film Lady Mary's room. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so they left a camera running there while they explored other parts of the castle. When they returned to check the footage, the tape was gone. So this is like, I think the... In the 2000s, maybe like, you know, when late 2000s. Tape. Yeah, stuff like that. This is not like a recent okay. thing. Right. A Casaloma um, staff member who Disrocher uh, said was skeptical, the, was skeptical that the castle holds any ghosts, had locked the door behind them before, uh, this is before they left, but I'm guessing... Um, it's when they left. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. this was one of those older cameras where if you don't insert the tape, it won't run. So, she, you know, she, this is, again, still her talking. So I know I put it in there and the staff member saw me put it in. Um, the staff member said I locked down the room and I just looked at him and said, I got nothing. The tape is MIA to this day. All right. Well, I mean... I know that they believe that they put the tape in there, but my guess is they didn't put the tape in there. I mean, and the camera will still turn on usually and still display a picture and you could still hit the record button, but nothing will happen. So I think that they just didn't put the tape in there. That's the simplest possible solution to this. Again, nobody has died in this place. (laughs) People barely lived in this place. Well, there's been a lot of people working there and soldiers were there. There's been a lot of stuff going on at this place all these years. But so it's I not like n- it's just been empty I the whole time. I have no reports of anybody dying at this place. I looked for a long time. No, and there, and I am not disputing that. Yeah. There's no, there isn't. That doesn't mean, though, that there is. There can't be people choosing to, they call them visitations, where they're ghosts, they can kind of, <laughs> they can visit but in previous times, you have told me that you believe this story to be true because uh, so many people have died there and it's so old. Well, this is 110 years old, so it's not old compared to some of our stories. And also, nobody's died there. So you got to take some points off for these things. I do. I do. I will say it's it's uh, a little bit trickier, except that there, just the, there are these stories. So then I have to wonder, yeah. you know. But I mean, also, it. too, I mean, come on. 
Have you ever forgotten? Like, I remember at my eighth grade graduation, I gave my mom the video camera to record me. Uh-huh. It was a gift that I got for eighth grade graduation. Right. And she sat there the whole time. And like when she got done, she's like, oh, yeah, I got a lot of it. I got you doing this. I got you doing this. Went back. There was no tape in there. <laughs> she didn't put the tape in there. And she blamed me for it, actually. Ah, so put the tape in there. It was my graduation day. I mean, <laughs> come on. I have to remember everything. But still, I'm just saying it's very common for people to think that they did something that they didn't do. And it is a lot easier to believe than a ghost, especially of a ghost of a woman that didn't die there, that barely lived there. <laughs> All right. Well, except there's two people involved in this story. So for me, it's a little more believable. Uh, what's your rating then? Zero. Zero. All right. I'm giving it a six. I'm going up a little bit because there's, okay, there's another geez. person involved here. Uh, specific story. Okay, here we go. Evidence number three. Um, so there are many stories, as I mentioned earlier, about the tunnel between the house and the stables. Mm-hmm. Um, even people who aren't convinced that the castle itself is haunted say that they feel creepy when they're in the tunnel. Um, so here's a story that was reported on TorontoGhosts.org from a visitor. And again, there are several of these stories out there, not all connected. Um, okay, so this visitor said, on my first ever visit to Casa Loma several years ago, I had an experience in the tunnel between the house and the stable. I had at the time never heard any stories of hauntings or paranormal activity there. I was walking through that tunnel and heard as clearly as if it were in the same room what sounded like one or more horses walking. The sounds of hooves, rain slash bridles, and the horses snorting and neighing was so clear, I thought they must be very close by. My husband was walking ahead of me and I called out to him, where are those horses? He turned and looked at me, then around the tunnel, obviously puzzled. He gave me a strange look and asked, what horses? I was very surprised that he had not heard it because it had been very loud. I dismissed it as nothing uh, when I realized that I was the only one that had heard anything. It was years afterward that I heard that this has happened to other people there. All right, so I will say, too, that I looked at what this land was before Casa Loma was there. Ah. It was nothing. This was, this was, this was like a, uh, it wasn't prairie land, but it was, it was like empty land. Nobody had, had ever built a structure on this place before. Nobody ever died at this. No horses, no nothing, <laughs> no reports of anything. I just want to make that clear, okay? But I will also say tunnels can be very creepy sometimes. If I told you, you know, if I described Casa Loma and I talked about a tunnel between the house and the and the stables, uh, you know, that would be a place that would spook you out. And I know um, you've been to uh, Brookfield Zoo, right? Mm-hmm. And there's that tunnel you have to go into to get into the zoo, right? When you go park and then you yes. tunnel underneath First Avenue yeah. there. Uh, isn't that kind of creepy, that tunnel? I mean, yeah, but I've never thought I heard horses when there weren't horses there. But it was only one person that heard this. So given your reasoning for last time that multiple people checked it out 
And so you had to give it higher. So now you have to give it lower because there's only (laughs) one person. Except that the whole point of this is that other people have shared the same story. So yeah, I mean, I only shared one of the stories because we don't want to get too crazy. And I I could go on forever. I could share like three more stories of the same thing (laughs) happening to other people. But I'm not going to do that because I don't want to bore everybody because it's the same thing. Um, but so no, there's multiple people. So this is actually right. much higher for well, me. Well, let's go to the audio and listen to it. No, there's no audio. There's no audio. Well, no. Let's go to the video. No video. Let's go to the pictures. We just have to trust people. No. <laughs> nope. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm not saying that I think that they're lying. What I'm saying is that it's a psychological thing. When you are in a tunnel, there's no light. I've been in that tunnel. Mm. It's dark. Okay. And it's creepy feeling. Because you're in a tunnel. <laughs> Anytime you're underground like that, it's creepy. You know, it is. Well, it's like going, going into to, a basement, but so, times 10. Well, and just think, they were doing all sorts of, I don't know, experimental military stuff there. and Soldiers and horses and all sorts of things going on at that place. Uh, allegedly, they allegedly. were doing. Allegedly. Yeah, they might not even have done any of those things. Well, they did something. It was used for something. It, it was used for sonar. Been, yeah. But all I mean, right. but Okay. <laughs> So I, I so I'm gonna go zero on this one again. All right. This one for me actually gets a seven. A seven? Yeah. Only one person though. You have to take the again, duck points. There were there's been multiple reports. I just didn't read them all. Okay. All right. One more. Um all right. Sir Henry himself has also been cited on the grounds. One famous story involves a little boy. At an outdoor function at, uh, in the Casaloma Gardens, a young boy reportedly uh, reported seeing a man standing at the second floor window. He told a staff member, and they panicked because the second floor was supposed to be on lockdown. Um, she asked the boy to describe the man, and the boy's description matched Sir Henry. So she took the boy to look at photos and asked, do you see the man here? The boy pointed to the picture of Sir Henry and said, that's him. Why is he so mad? All right. Again, Sir Henry did not die here. Sir Henry barely lived there. But he also spent his entire fortune building a house that then was taken from him. And he didn't live like an amazing life after this. Like he ended up living in a house with like a servant. Like, I mean, they like shared a house. Oh, I was going to say, like, he, it wasn't he like had he to had... <laughs> live with one of his servants. <laughs> or something like that. Like, I remember mm-hmm. reading, like, it wasn't like a great life. Like, it wasn't like, <laughs> I mean, I could see him being pretty bitter about this house and being pretty pissed off and being like, yeah, I'm coming back. I'm going to live here. I'm going to live here forever. It's mine. Mm. Okay. So also, there are pictures of Sir Sir Henry, as we're so calling him, <laughs> all around the place. The boy describing him could have just been from any of those pictures that that he saw. It's not like they hide the fact. And it's like, then you find out there's plenty of pictures of him around. Well, he was outside, but I don't know. But he was on a tour, though. No, he was at like a, I don't know, like a party or something in the garden, supposedly. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, but still. I don't know. Still, he could have went there and visited at some point. Mm-hmm. I mean, no, I, I'm not buying it. Sorry. <laughs> this is another zero for you. Okay, let me see the photo. 
again, don't have a photo. Let me see the video. He's a little boy. He didn't have those things. Let me hear the audio. Yeah, nope. Mm-mm. Let me have something else. Even if I had those things, <laughs> you'd just be like, it's a shadow. I don't <laughs> think it's anything. Okay, but <laughs> I'm just saying that, hey, do little boys ever lie? Uh, they do sometimes. Yes. Okay, we're just going to leave it at that. I'm giving <laughs> this one a zero as well. All right, I give this one a six. A six. It's not oh, quite wow. as believable to, as uh, as the horse one to me, but it's, it's still a little bit up there. Okay, so overall, what's your overall rating, Casa Loma? Uh, you know what? It's a six. A six. Yeah, I think, is, is it possible there's a little bit of something going on there? Yes. Um, but this one to me is not so overwhelming as some of the other places. Okay. That we've that we've talked about recently. Well, I'm going to have to go with my average and that's zero on this. <laughs> so um, I'm very sorry that I have to do that, but I do. Okay. Uh, so that brings us to the closing arguments. This is our last chance to convince you to vote our way. We are each given one minute of uninterrupted time because. Uh, Rebecca will talk for a half hour about it if you allow her to. I will not. Um, we will time each other on our cell phones because Rebecca likes to cheat. Mm. All right. So, Rebecca, are you ready? I am ready. All right. And go. Okay. So, I do think it's possible that Casa Loma is haunted. Um, I do think that there was some disgruntle, more than disgruntlement at uh, being forced to leave their home that they had spent so much time and money to build. Um, you know, they kind of, they did lose a lot of money and, you know, I, I can see it. Uh, and there's just, there has been a lot of people in the house caring for the house over the years. And there really just are a lot of reports. A lot of paranormal investigations have happened. We talked about just, you know, a few of the things um, that uh, have been reported. So again, I don't think it doesn't quite ring as true to me as like Edinburgh um, or even Conway Castle. Um, but there's something there, especially in that tunnel. I think there's might be, you know, even the people that are skeptical about the house believe in that tunnel. So uh, giving it a six, I think it might be a little haunted. Okay, well, you beat the buzzer. I did, just barely. Yeah. All right, I'm ready whenever you, you are. You are ready? Okay, yes. and go. Nobody died there. They only lived there for nine years out of 110 years that could possibly have lived at this place. The place has gone through many states of disrepair and has needed a lot of money to repair it. Um, they are raising money constantly there. They charge admission. The admission is not cheap to go in there. I, I don't remember what it was. This is also 20 years ago, but it wasn't cheap. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. Show me the video. There's no video. Show me the audio. There is no audio. Show me the picture. There is no picture. Those are the things that can get me to vote a little bit higher. But unfortunately, there's nothing. There's no evidence except for word of mouth. Word of mouth is not enough for us to prove the existence of paranormal. So to me, I'm going no, and you should too. <laughs> well, that was very, very political sounding. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you should have a slogan. I'm going no, and you should too. That, that is what it's going to be. Okay. <laughs> I'm a skeptic, and so are you. That's going to be my campaign. Or you should be too. Yeah. <laughs> 
so thank you so much for listening. Please share us with your friends and family as word of mouth is our best advertisement. Remember to hit that subscribe button if you haven't yet done so. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we need you to subscribe. Yes. And like I said, yeah. And as Pat said, tell your friends, tell your family, like what could be more fun than them listening and then you guys having this conversation? Absolutely. Super fun. Well, depending upon which family you're in. Uh, That's true. Some families get into fist fights. (laughs) uh, We're trying to avoid that. We're all here having fun. Yeah. All right. So here's an update on our polls situation. Okay. Things are not going well for me. I'm just going to tell you, Rebecca. Okay. Uh, in the Enfield case, last episode, I was winning. Yes, I remember. So a bunch of your believers came <laughs> and are trying to bully me now. Oh. And mm. they voted 55.6 to 44.4. Okay. Overall rating is still 4.33. Okay. So overall, it's still not very haunted if it is. Um yeah, I don't know. I need my skeptics to come out and help me out at this one, please. <laughs> I mean, I want to win at least one of these. <laughs> uh, we'll see. And then for Conway, uh, it's actually evening out a little bit more. Okay. Because last time I think you were beating me by a lot more. Okay. Uh, it's 58.8% and 41.2% say no. Okay. Uh, overall, 5.29. Aha, there you go. So I, Haunted. you know, well, it's not over yet, Rebecca. <laughs> We've got a couple more weeks here. We do. We have we have two more weeks for you to vote on these and let us know what you really think. Yeah, we love the comments. Absolutely. Keep, yeah, keep those comments coming when you vote. I mean, when I look at some of them, I just laugh because they're just hysterical. They're fantastic. And, yeah. uh, and you never know, they might turn out to be something in the future. Ooh, is that a prediction? That's yeah, just a little something, something. <laughs> We're going to write a book with all of your comments. We are. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, so you want to tell them what we're going to be talking about next time? Um, okay, we have saved the best for last. This is so <laughs> exciting. I cannot wait. Um, this, is the one, this is the one place neither of us have been to, but no. would love to go. We're going to talk about brand cancel. Brand cancel. <laughs> brand cancel. <laughs> Bran Castle in Transylvania. Any guesses who lived in Bran Castle in Transylvania? Bran? No. Oh. You sure? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Oh, okay. Well, I don't know. Maybe that was his name. That's possible. (laughs) I just know I know him by his other name. Oh, what's his other name? Dracula. Dracula? There's no such thing as Dracula. Yeah, there was a guy. Oh Well, we're going to find all about that, and we're going to talk and have a great discussion about it on October 27th, which is next week. Next week, right before the high holiday of October, <laughs> Halloween. Is it one of the high holidays? I don't That's probably sacrilegious, but it's a, it's a good holiday. It's an exciting one. It's my favorite holiday. Um, and uh, so- Is we'll, it your favorite holiday, Rebecca? No, Christmas is my favorite holiday, but Halloween is a very close second. Oh, it's I a mean, second. Okay. I, I mean, I know for ghostly, I should say that it's my favorite, but it's second. But um, but where I do, do you rate with Sweetest Day? So we might have missed that. I feel like that was this month or is coming <laughs> this month. So pretty. So no, Halloween is, is is a lot further up than that. But uh, what about what about Flag Day? What are your feelings about Flag Day? I like Flag Day. You do? Yeah. yeah. But President's I, Day. Sure. Uh, 
I can't think of anything else. Yeah, well, there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of holidays out there, but yeah. um, but I, Octo- uh, October and Halloween, uh, very high up there, and I'm ready to be all spooky. And uh, if you're if you're listening to this on Wednesday the twentieth or Thursday the twenty first, and you are a member of the book club, please join us. We cannot wait to talk about yes. our book that's coming up. So this Thursday, we're going to be live hanging out together, talking about a spooky book. Seriously, I was I was reading it this <laughs> this afternoon, and I have to tell you, I got a little shivery. It was really good. Wow, I'm excited. Hey, you you didn't ask me what my second favorite holiday. Oh, I'm is. so sorry. What is so 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 Halloween is your first favorite yes. holiday. What is your second? Uh, Skeptics Day. Skeptics Day. April Fool's Day. Yeah, exactly. Oh, okay, that's the day I'm claiming <laughs> for skeptics. <laughs> what about what's your third? Um, uh, you know, um, I would have to say Secretary Day. Or um, we don't call it that anymore. Yeah, it's Administrative Professionals Day. Yeah, yeah, Administrative Professionals Day. That one. Yeah, I like that day. Yeah, I'm not administrative professional though. (laughs) Nor do you have one that reports to you. But no, but that's why I like it. Okay, I don't have to do anything for it. It's just a, it's just an out there day. It just makes me feel good. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, you know, I wish I. uh, What's your What's your sixth favorite? My sixth favorite would probably be oh man that's a hard one maybe valentine's day whoa that's that far down yeah, huh? really not a favorite for me all right well if you want to find out rebecca's seventh and eighth <laughs> yeah, well, tune in next week <laughs> and until then stay ghostly bye